Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast. Where's the comic book problem? Shake the shit out of it. Sasquatch and I have been watching true crime stuff lately. Yeah, a lot course. of like true crime documentaries. Cause that's you. Yeah. And there's this show on ID channel called American Monster. Okay. Yeah. And we just watched an episode. <coughs> Me. of more uh, that happened and as soon as they're like provo you're taught i'm like oh this is gonna be good yeah like, those fucking mormons well and, and uh, yeah. provo is their most <laughs> yeah it's like it's happy valley like that is this about the brothers yeah provo yeah 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 they're fucked up oh my god they like killed their their mm-hmm. sister-in-law and their niece because yeah. god told them uh-huh. that, that was and i was like how mm-hmm. what so yeah i it's kind of amazing here i thought that the catholic I mean, the Catholics are bad. Don't get me wrong, but they're bad in a corporate touchy feely way. way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The Mormons—they blew people up and they kill people. That's it's. Well, um, so here's the other one: is I was listening to yeah. um, the last podcast on uh, Jody Aries, yeah, and a lot of the weird, messed up things that happened there were because he was Mormon. And like having been raised that way, like I was looking at that, and like in my teenage years and my undergrad, I could have totally seen myself being dumb enough to do some sort of shit similar to this to get my ass killed. Like I dated some women crazy enough who might have done it. Uh, one of which who I was not in her space anymore, Todd. So now you know who I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Todd, Todd knows that story. Oh, oh, so well. Amy tells it the bet, though. That's that's Amy tells that story as well as anyone I know, actually. Well, uh, I meant to text you while we were watching it, Brian, because uh-huh. I was like, anytime anything's in Utah, I need to Oh, yeah, I know. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but this was like, because I was like, okay, is they going to kill their dad? Because apparently he was like a shithead, beat them, and everything and I was like okay 50s whatever mm-hmm. like and not to make it sound bad but like kind of what they did back then mm-hmm. and like and then as the things went on I was like okay I really understand I'm like are one of them gonna die and then the brother went like the first brother went off the deep end and he was like totally radicalized the religion and I'm like I don't how do people follow this how do people he's a prophet no he's insane they're all insane it, this is not the podcast to go and diving into that but it's fascinating <laughs> topics don't mm-hmm. get me wrong he grew up in this house that has nothing yeah. related really it's like it's tangent it's like related adjacent i mean let's be still clear. like i don't know it's yeah it is sort of still adjacent and also i have to cut all that out because it kind of tells like but if the wood paneling reason, is amazing that's true my favorite yeah. is the fancy bathtub you have down there where you can sit and soak and read comics I'm dude it's a jetted tub i have a jetted tub in my man cave and i've got a little um tray that sits on top so I can put my drink and my book as I read it and like I can a, be like a 40 year old divorce yeah it's my it's my e pray love moment the, the kids are with the husband <laughs> the ex-husband and she just gets to like light candles and drink her her chardonnay <laughs> sitting there with like your bitch stick and your cigarette <laughs> there we go Amy does use it I'll tell you that she's like I'm going down there stay out and I'm like fair <laughs> so you're not wrong it's and you heard the envy in brian's voice i yeah absolutely i mean i saw it in his eyes so i know it's there so no dude this room i even look at this thing i even have a uh, fireplace yeah 
Is like a gas it's fireplace like, or like a wood fireplace? Yes. They had okay. converted it. So it, I start it with gas and I run it for like a minute with gas at full power. Then I turn it off and let the wood burn. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, so my house is a little stupid in some ways, like over the top. It's got three fireplaces. And they all connect. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I share a chimney with two of them. The other one doesn't. And then I've got another chimney that has flues, but no fireplace. I know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. As that is. So. Uh, so, hey, welcome oh, to. Oh, yes. Yes. I know. Hey, welcome to our last episode in our May the 4th Be With You month of May Thank in Star God. Wars. Yeah, man. We started out pretty good and we just descended well, into madness. I know. I'm kind of. I mean, like, we, we, we hit a home run in the first one. The second yeah. one was enjoyable. The third one was why bother. Last one was mixed. You know, we didn't like, hate it. I, I liked it, but I, overall, sure, I, I liked it was it too, yeah. decently positive. And then there was this one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, and then there was this one. <laughs> and I swear I read a different that I text you, Brian, because I was like, I think I'm reading the wrong one. Because mm-hmm. I swear I read one, maybe it was the prequel or something like that, that started out with Poe Dameron's parents fucking at the Battle of Endor. I swear to God that's Oh, the that'd one be I read pretty first. good. Like that's yeah, how but that would be met. the Poe Dameron. Are we are, are we reading Poe Dameron or are we reading Han Solo Imperial Cadet? Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron. Fuck, I read the wrong What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you called it Han Solo. Solo. I was very. I just thought you were being kind of. Yeah, because technically he was the Han Solo of the of this new sequel trilogy. Well, I'm going to tell you about a whole other book that's shitty in its own way. So, oh my god, the floor. Wait, who's here? Okay, haven't talked about. So we have um, soaking in his bathtub. We have Mr. Todd cutting down trees. We have Lena. Um, and barking up the wrong tree. We have Mr. Adam. Um, and then I have. Who read she was in the midst book. of drinking when you said that one, and it got her too. Now you need to ask Lena a question. Wait, if no, we keep pushing it. No, 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 because here's what I love. I listened to this last week's episode mm-hmm. that came out, and uh, oh my god, Adam, have you listened to it yet? I, I did, but I was like, I can't have all winners for this yeah. part. <laughs> I was like, we just talked about the goddamn bananas, and I was cracking up. And you're like, you're gonna listen back to this one and be like, "Fuck you, Adam." And I so meant to text you. I was listening to it to be like, "Fuck you, Adam." <laughs> Jr. You <laughs> killed Jr. Comment. So yes, I. Uh... But again, that was one I, I completely forgot about. And I was actually going to work. I had to go uh, to a store that was prepping for inventory, and so I was on the way there. And I was, I, I remember very distinctly. There's certain things I always recall. I was getting on the freeway, and some asked tried to merge into me and I was like fuck you and then I was like right when I was like and she's gonna go fuck you Adam like right at the same time like literally within a second mm-hmm. oh it was lovely yep uh, so anyway all the people who actually paid attention are reading uh-huh. the right book which is a Poe Dameron book yes. and... was it the right book though well, it was it, a book it Here's was, the it thing. was a Star Wars a book, book. <laughs> Yes. You also read a Star Wars book. I read a Star Wars book as well, which is terrible on its own level. Um, so we will discuss that one separately. So, uh, in starting with Poe Dameron, the right book, uh, Mr. Adam, what is the cocktail for this week? Uh, so this one is called the S-Foil. Uh, and my story behind that was my whole life growing up, I thought the X-Wings had X-Foils. They don't. They're S-Foils. So, good on that. Uh, <laughs> so, where I kind of got the thing was that it was a misunderstanding. So, this drink is called the S-Foil. Uh, it, also, it involves two ounces of misunderstood 
ginger spice whiskey, which I don't know where you would find that, but I desperately want to try it because that just sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So you take a ice filled glass, you add that in, you add two ounces of Di Sirono velvet cream, which also sounds quite lovely. Uh, you're going to go ahead and just stir it until it's nice and chilled, and then you garnish with a cinnamon stick, and maybe you should drink it through the cinnamon stick like a straw. Okay. That'd be weird on the cinnamon stick. Possibly. It just sounds like it's, it's more of like a holiday drink. I could see you drinking that like it does when you're trying to ignore your family that you hate that came over. But yeah, I um, really attribute this Arano to a summer I spent in Fort Collins, which was more <laughs> like three weeks. But okay. yeah, I felt like a summer. So I'm actually, I did a see if I actually own this book, by the way. You shouldn't. It was it's, well, There's it's the review. free on Comixology. That's yeah, right. It was free on Comixology. Well, did they charge too much? Anyway, I don't own it. But um, so I, I thought we picked this book because I thought of this was in my to be red pile. And I had a different book in my to be red pile, which was Han Solo Imperial Cadet. So I don't think I read that one. Um, I, I was pretty up on all the Star Wars books when they first came out. Here's the thing. What this. OK, I can give I can just. Well, first off, if you are to read Han Solo Imperial Cadet, every time something feels like a fucking montage, because it basically is take a drink, because what this comic, the one I read, which is not good, is basically if you've seen the Han Solo movie, it's from it goes from basically the sort of the first scene kind of covers a little bit of that. Then he gets on uh, joins the, the Imperial service. It basically is him in the Imperial service trying to go back and find that one girl. Um, I remember her name off the top of my head. It's sort of, and then there's one issue of a comic based on Woody Harrelson's character. They try to draw way too much to look like the actor who played young Han Solo, not like Harrison Ford. Um, it's just, it's not great. Anyway, so that's, I think I would have rather read that one. Okay. Well, what are our drinking games for, uh, for the one that I should have read? Um, it's hot. Aren't I cool? Every time a hard thing's about to happen and he's like, if I wasn't such a good pilot, I would have been in trouble. Or if I hadn't even planned for this, I would have been in trouble. Ironically, Aren't I cool? That drinking role will also work for Han Solo Imperial Cadet. It's because lazy writing. Let's be honest, Poe is Han Solo yeah. in the, new, the new trilogy. Yeah. trilogy. That's this might be the episode where we, we compare and contrast Han Solo to Poe Dameron, and that might be the game we have to play here. Yeah. And so. no, wait, wait, wait. Here's the best part. And yeah. Dr. Afra is better than both of them. Oh, Dr. Afra is one of like, my favorite every Star Wars level. characters ever. Yeah. The yeah. murder droids are is... better than those ones. Oh. <laughs> the murder droids yes. are awesome. I love the murder droids so much. In fact, <laughs> the three best books, after reading these, what I have decided is you should read the Star Wars book, the Vader book, and Afra, and then the rest are eh. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the And stay one. away from the Star Wars because. Oh. Don't read that. That Thank you, was a horrible idea. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, yeah, that in hard copy, right, buddy? I did like this one better than the Star Wars, though. I will give it yeah. that much. Okay. Uh, Lane, oh, what's your drinking game rule? Uh, foiled again. Every time the bad guy agent. Tarek or something like that? Tarek tracks yeah. whatever his yes. name is. Douchebag that he is. Anytime he shows up, when you weren't expecting him to be there, take a drink. Okay. Uh, similar drinking rule for Star Wars Imperial Cadet. Every time his leader shows up and tells Han Solo that he's a fuck up, take a drink. So very similar. Um, and then Mr. Adams. Uh, so actually, I, I totally forgot to make up a drinking game until literally just now. Uh, <laughs> so it's called Fluent in Over Six Million Forms of Communication. Every time the droids are talking. Because there's like oh, three okay. pages of just droid talk. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sure. And and I'd and also go, doesn't this seem like an episode of Firefly? I mean, no, technically that now is a Disney property. Well, isn't that what we talked about with the last one too? Yes, yeah. they're We're- stealing Firefly. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought the last one was Star Trek. No, because because I was like, I felt like this is Star Trek and Brian said that he thinks that they pulled 
pulled the exact plot from an actual episode of Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't watch all of Firefly. Whatever. I know. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, that. Like, and the last one, there was that one. There's the episode where they're on like the the cruiser um, that's been like mm. sort of abandoned and stuff like that, and then like I think they're out of gas or whatever, and they're just trying to get whatever they can. Basically, stuck out in space, and they find this like barge or whatever. And that was basically like the same plot as one of the uh, issues of the last time we read. But sorry, right, my other another thing other I'm going to bring. Go okay. ahead. I say my other drinking right. game was almost what's in the egg because there's a stupid egg that like everyone's like what's in the egg they're like we don't know right so tangent back to that one and firefly because i don't like this book i'll talk about this instead okay firefly has 13 one-hour episodes in a movie Mm -hmm. then yeah which is a sci-fi space western yes Yes. then you have cowboy bebop which is an anime sci-fi space western yes which has 26 half-hour episodes in a movie Mm -hmm. and cowboy bebop's just better so if you really had your choice should you read this watch firefly or watch actually something that's great of Cowboy Bebop. You should go do that. Here's the thing. And if I you're love not Firefly. So no, Cal- you'll love Cowboy Bebop. No, yes. no, no. Cowboy no, Bebop is saying. amazing, but I do yeah. love Firefly. If you're not a fan of anime, it's the yeah. one stipulation mm-hmm. I've always said to anybody, because I was like, I don't watch anime, and I forget what friend of mine was like, you'll like this one, I promise. It might have been me, to be honest with you. No, I, was, I was in high school before oh, okay. when when this, when when it had, because uh, I had friends that would read manga and everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, right. I just don't get it. Whatever. And then they were like, no, you want to watch this. This is the one thing that you're going to mm-hmm. be surprised at. And they were right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you don't like, to, you don't need to like anime to actually like Cowboy Bebop. So, so yes. speaking of anime, so I, and maybe eventually we'll talk about the book. Cause I don't think we liked it very much. Uh, we didn't. So Clark told me to watch uh, one punch man. I love one punch man so much. So I, we watched like, so the first season we binge like crazy. And then the, the second season, I just wasn't feeling it because I found out that they had, they switched showrunners oh and so the second season i because so have you guys seen one punch man or no so it's first this dude. Off, i've seen all of the first season half of the second season and i own one through 14 of the manga second season oh, i'll have to, I'll have to read those because i like yeah. it a lot so one punch man is this dude who basically just worked out a bunch till he got so powerful that he can literally kill anything with one punch so these monsters are invading earth and he just walks up and he's like the reluctant hero he's like eh, oh, he just oh, gets bored monster. really he gets just bored. kind of wants a challenge and so like yeah. he just gets bored and so like eventually what ends up happening is like all these people like these heroes get their ass handed to them by whatever monster and he kind of walks up punches them once and goes oh, I wish that was more of a challenge and then goes and like tries to get some food or whatever like he ends up fight early at one point in time because there's a sale at the grocery store and he has coupons and he wants to get to it before they yeah. close like there's weird stuff like that like it, it's it's sort of this fun commentary on like superhero genre in general um so yeah anyway continue Adam, oh, I'm sorry okay no go ahead so you say that commentary on, on superhero thing um mm-hmm. I was watching this role on TikTok and um, and then we have to talk about the because okay. whatever. But <laughs> this is our I guess podcast. So. We can do thing, what we want. <laughs> the thing that I loved about what this girl did in her TikTok, and if I can find it, I will send it to you guys. Basically, it's her playing an insurance agent and a call center in the in a world that like exists within like the Avengers and everything. Yeah. Okay. And basically, she gets on the phone and she's like, "How can I help you today?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I totally understand. We can cover that." That you know. And she's like talking about like Thor running into something Mm -hmm. or Scarlet Witch (laughs) blowing something up. And then she's like, and I see here that you have coverage on a a chiropractor office with us. And that wouldn't happen to be on whatever street. And and she's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then she looks out the window behind her and she's like, I'm going to start that claim for you right now. (laughs) 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 And so 
And then she brings up something else and she's like, yeah, you know what? We'll get you covered for that as well. And then she hangs up and she goes, I got to move my car. My Spider-Man insurance doesn't, doesn't kick in until Tuesday. <laughs> and I just thought that was hilarious because it's like, it is true. We watch these, these comic book movies. We do all this stuff, but like they make it, they try to make it like it's real world. But when you think about what is the actual life of all yeah. of the normal citizens that are among them, like in involved all of this shit, I can only imagine what those premiums are. In that um, <laughs> what? Be crazy. Isn't there a DC comic series called like Damage Inc. or yeah. something like that where it is, it's essentially like the people have to rebuild the city after it's been destroyed by a battle or shit mm. like that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. It was either Marvel or DC and they were working on a TV series. They did I do a TV series happened. but it didn't last oh, did very they? long. No, they did, yeah. Because um, Alan Tudyk was in it. I think it lasted like three that or four. That was Powerless? Episodes. Powerless. That was sort of based on that. Right, it had Vanessa Hutchins in it. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. But so so that, yeah, that, Alan Tudyk played like a fourth cousin of Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah. Damage Control. Damage Control. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was just, uh, no, yeah, I'm just, I'm on Wikipedia. Let me look. Yes. But yes, yes. I, when she was, but it was her as the, as the mm-hmm. insurance agent on the phone taking the call for the claim. And she's like, you don't happen to have it. Because I noticed that this is on this street. And then she just like slightly looks out her window behind her and she's like, yeah, so I'm going to start that claim for that right. as well. And then she's like, and then she brings up something else and she's like, and then she like looks and she's like, yeah, so we're just going to add that to it too. And I mm-hmm. think this person had all these things and she's like, yeah, you know, we're just gonna, we're going to add this too. And then at the end, she's like, I have to go. She's like, I have to move my car. I don't have the intent of my Spider-Man insurance <laughs> up yet. So yeah, I just, I was That's cracking hilarious. up. So uh, yeah, damage control was optioned by ABC because they were doing like Ancient Shield and stuff. Uh, never happened in 2019. They just said, fuck it, we're not doing it. It was mentioned briefly in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it was introduced as the Department of Damage Control in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. Uh, I think it was at the beginning when they're cleaning up all the shit and Michael Keaton's character wants to take oh, the... Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Wants to take the, the whatever Avengers shit he found, so... Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, on so, to Star Poe Wars. Dameron. The Star Wars. Well, oh, Poe Dameron. I don't want to say Star Wars. We'll call it Poe Dameron. Okay, so Poe Dameron. Yeah. Yeah, well... So, so the basic this... story yeah, is go that... For it. So, Lorce and Taka, who we met at the beginning of The Force Awakens, Resistance is looking for him, and they task Poe Dameron, and then he picks like five or six people to be part of his black squadron to go track down and see where he is. They go on misadventures. They have to go to this weird-ass Dale Colony thing to bust out a hut. In the meantime, they're running, or like at odds with that. Whoever treks the dude, and there's an egg with a monster. There is an egg. There's an egg with a monster inside of it that they get freaked out because they hit it with a flamethrower, and it's like, well, how do you, you know, hatch an egg? You warm it up, and then this monster comes out that's evil, and then another monster that's the same thing black so you think the white monster is good no it's just a black monster and then he got the white up. monster yeah the, he just shows up Deus Ex yeah. Machina yeah. Where the hell did this other monster show up yeah and then he got is the first monster and then they go to the, that was like in the first two issues and then they go to the jail right. colony that's all weird and fucked up and then nothing happens <sighs> okay yeah and so there's this jail colony and like the whole idea is the colony's on this super giant planet with crazy gravity which was the whole thing inter- stolen from Interstellar that's right. And so there's this uh, base orbiting the planet in an asynchronous orbit that does a beam to keep the gravity low. So they don't escape because there's like 10 times gravity. And then he's supposed to break someone out and then he does and doesn't and it goes back and forth and people backstab each other. But it's the hut. It's not Java, but it's another hut. But it just feels like and such a legs. retread. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the, the challenge I had with this book and with the sequel trilogy in general is it feels like a retread. Except for last year. 
That is the hill I will die on. <laughs> uh, 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 but it's a retread, and it's like, oh, remember everything you love so much? Let's show that again. And I mean, that is all yeah. the, the most recent Star Wars movies. Yeah. Ooh, right, and then you've got this meeting will end Afra. in ten minutes. <laughs> Okay. That's right. There we go. And then we've got, let's go back to Dr. Afra, which was actually amazing. And this is a character that picks up post um, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to figure this out. So this is pre-sequel trilogy. And this is a kind of a tight space of time. And Dr. Afra is amazing because it's a amoral Indiana Jones, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it actually works and really well. So yeah. It works fantastic. And it's a wonderful character. So you have the sequel trilogy that said, to hell with extended universe. We're going to go our own way and their own way. Way was just to go back. Yeah, it's basically making and, fanfic of, of the shit that they've already seen. And it's not as good. And you have Poe Dameron like, let's describe Poe Dameron without, you know, it's like, describe the character of Poe Dameron. Without using and Han all, Solo as a reference. With, without using Han Solo as a reference, like, he is the greatest starfighter in a generation. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, and he's like, and he's a loose cannon. And I'm like, okay, I guess. So he's gonna be this loose cannon is trusted with a super important, super secret mission. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. The art is janky and inconsistent. The storyline is strange, and it's a retread, but more boring. And you've got, yeah, you have this great white monster, which is the bad guy, with this black monster that comes from nowhere, but just in the nick of time. Takes them out, and then you've got this prison planet of, oh, you want to know where this person maybe might have gone? Free me, and I might tell you. Mm-hmm. And they go through that, and then it ends, and you're just like, and? Right? Yeah. So, just and? when you mentioned the art, so this is what it literally reminded me of. It reminded me of, like, a Star Wars Disney digital paint-by-number comic book. Except that would have had better coloring and probably art than this did. Alright, this is my goal, is Marvel had a budget for Star Wars comics. And they spent everything on Darth Vader and Star Wars, and they went, oh shit, Dr. Aphra's really good and taking off. Let's reallocate funding for that, and then the rest can have the rest. (laughs) I mean, that wouldn't shock me. So, and that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. The story's okay, it's not great. The art's not great. I mean, it seems like they're writing on, oh, you love Star Wars, here's some Star Wars shit, well, no, you'll buy anything. Mm-hmm. Also, there's the whole, like, epilogue at the end of ep- of issue one, where it's like, BB-8 becomes, like, drawn into Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, that was the only good part of that entire book. I was trying to figure out what the fuck, uh, so, yeah, this weird thing, is called Sabotage, and the BB and Sabotage is 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 uh, capitalized, and basically it's like this dude is an X-Wing fighter, and BB-8 keeps on sabotaging him because he's trying to get him to meet this, like, person, this girl who can, like, fix the X-Wing, and it's actually kind of cute and fun but then it was like so is this like an ongoing story they're gonna have on every issue like mm-hmm. and then they didn't and i was like it was the only one i was like okay that if it was like a little kind of joke thing at the end of every issue where it's like hey there's this little cute ongoing story i would have been totally fine with that that yeah. was actually kind of cute right. and fun. but it was just there just once randomly and then maybe it shows up in future comics that i'll never read i don't know but is, is that a nature of oh shit i told my whole story and i've got four pages left i've turned in what can we do really fast oh let's do this and that's the best part. Yeah, I mean... Because they've got a page rate to get to that they didn't get to. Well, and the, the best example I can think of is like an on-running little sort of non-sequitur joke at the end of a comic, I think is, what is it? Is it uh, Jack of Fables? Where they have uh-huh. the blue cow at the end of like every issue? Yeah. And the blue cow basically has like, it's telling these stories. It's always like six panels, but like the blue cow, it's sort of like the Snoopy where like he's making up stories where he's like the hero of whatever. The blue cow mm-hmm. is telling these stories where like, you know, she's a glamorous model or she's a secret spy or like it's just this it's yeah it's it's odd but very funny it's actually probably one of my favorite parts of that entire series to be honest with you jack of fables was not the high water mark for the fable series it was 
not. It got okay at certain points. The librarian section yeah. I liked about that book. Um, but yeah, so. But the Great Fables crossover was a travesty. I still, the funny thing is, I have the last Fables book. I still have not finished it. Oh, you you should and shouldn't. I know. I don't want it to be over, so I haven't read it yet. Did you ever finish right. Invincible? I did finish Invincible. Okay. I did. I did. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I finished um, Walking Dead, too. All right. But I do want to say is, I do like the Star Wars books. I mean, even people audio only don't appreciate this. But I even picked up the Dr. Afra omnibus and I already had the trays so I bought the thing. So I'm not anti-Marvel Star Wars or anything. I mean I only have I have a plethora of comic book shelves and of these Calyx things and two have Marvel books <laughs> out of like 50. Mm -hmm. But I do set aside for Dr. Afra. I really love that series that much. It's fantastic. Yeah. And every now and then as I read books I sometimes I feel like I get cynical or I get pissy about things or I feel like the critic and going this sucks or mm -hmm. it stinks. And the thing of it is I read things that are great and I'm like oh this is why I get irritated because this exists which is really good and then I'm reading this well welcome to this mm -hmm. that's how I am with movies <laughs> true yes so, uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on the book? Well, I mean, Todd kind of summed up a lot of it. The the one thing I actually was interested in, so the writer for this was Charles Suley or Sewell or Soul. I've never heard of him. Um, is Sule? Sule? No, he's done a lot I, of good stuff. Yeah, I have a, a, a co-worker whose last name is Soleil, but I think that's how it is. So what was his excuse here? I, mean, I think he was on more stuff. I think he's writing Star Wars or Darth Vader right now. I think you're right he on that. He did an acclaimed run. Yeah. I didn't know. He, um, go ahead. No, it's like, and we've seen things like with Kieran Gillen with uh, Phonogram and then also doing the new Dark Vader, like, so we've seen different levels of quality from the same writer, but if, with Kieran Gillian, it was, like, almost like, hey, this is, like, his first go at it, and then he'd learned and gone from there. Yeah. But if this guy's done stuff, because I've never heard of him, but then I'm not the, the comic expert that, you know, you all are, mm. but if he's done stuff and he knows his craft, what was his excuse here? Was Or was he told, like, hey, you know, this is the character that's that's in The Force Awakens, so we need to find a way to get him there, so here's, he has to go from point A to B to C, you fill in the blanks, and maybe his creative style wasn't too do that. Maybe he was like, hey, I, I want to tell the story. And I'm just, just guessing. I have no idea if this is true or not. It just kind of felt like it was, it felt like it was being written by someone who just, their heart wasn't in it. My Here's my theory. I think, A, their heart may not have been in it. It might have just been a gig to do it. B, um, knowing how entertainment companies can work, it might have been a thing with, because the Star Wars movies are such a big IP, and at that point in time they still have more movies coming out, and they're banking on the future of, you know, this character, that there might have been a lot of fingers in uh, that uh, in that pot trying to, you know, put in their two cents. And so, like, he may have just been the servant of way too many masters, and that's just what he could pull off. Because uh, I've seen that shit happen a bit. It's like, because I can see, like, where with the regular Star Wars books, it's like, okay, well, those movies are done with, and they're already in everybody's heads, so you can kind of do what you mm -hmm. want and move the story around to a certain extent and not just don't do anything extreme. This one's something where it's like, we still have, you know, movies potentially coming out, and we're still basing stuff off this character, and we don't want, you know, to mess with that too much, you know? And I can see that. Right. And you can see a lot with movies that where Studio Fucker got involved. I mean, a perfect yeah. example would be both uh, Justice League and also especially Suicide Squad. You know, yeah. that was right. Uh, you know, Poe Dameron. That was this was one of the ones that launched the Star Wars comics. I mean, this one came out like, less than like about less than four months after Force Awakens did. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like you know this is like one down the road where it's like, hey, we need to make sure we get this character over to here. It's like, no, we know who this character is. In fact, we the 
beginning of Force Awakens is his finding his prize of Lorsen Tekka, or however you, how you say that. Yeah. I'm sure Star Wars fans are blowing up my blowing up at their uh, radios right now the way Lana did with my horrible jokes. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It just it felt soulless. I think that's a perfect word that kind of describes how I feel about it. With the fact that yes, I get the fact that this guy is is like the new Han Solo, but there wasn't no there was no like any kind of character development. Like you know, and maybe the lesson learned was when in the Last Jedi, with the very end, he's like, okay, I have to learn how to take orders. There's a reason for these kind of things, even if I don't agree with them. Uh, and kind of a little bit over in in Rise of Skywalker, but so maybe they didn't want to have that character development. They wanted to show, hey, this is the brash kid who eventually does become the hero of the Resistance. But it just, all right, I don't know. I just I halfway through it, I'm like, why am I reading this? All right, so I'm gonna attempt to defend by what you just said. Now you hear that? Continue. So it came out within six months of the movie coming out, right? Uh, four. Okay, so the world of machinations and time and publishing, it is also quite probable that this Sule had to write a book on a character that was never seen on screen. That's true. I mean, who hadn't been seen So he had to yet. turn in something, so he just had a general outline of who this character is. Then he was told, whatever you do, you can't fuck up. Fuck with what's going to be on screen, but it's so secret, we're not going to show you, because yeah. this movie's being made by the fuckwit that doesn't like to share anything. Mm-hmm. So, here's your general guidelines. I could see that happening. I could totally see that happening. I also, as you bring it up, Adam, I can see in the original trilogy character development across the three films. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time identifying character development outside of maybe Ray of the main characters. Like even then, and that like, sounds too quick. No, because like she just sort of kind of just becomes a Jedi. You know what I mean? Like she's like right. oh, she's and becomes the best of them all. Yeah, yeah. Like and yeah. so like if yeah, so like but arguably I'm like I don't know if I could really tell you character development from Poe Dameron or from Finn or whatever. Like, are they that shockingly different of characters at the end of the series than they are at the beginning of the three films? Well, Finn really isn't. And yeah, kind of, well, I will say he he did evolve from being a you know a coward in the first film to in the final one kind of being more of a a heroic type character. Uh, and Poe did learn kind of like you know humility, I would say a bit in Last Jedi. But no, Ray is the focus of the whole trilogy. And mm-hmm. like it or not, and people call her Mary Sue. There actually is a reason why she learned the Force so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's not in the movie; it's in the book, it, which is kind of stupid. But it does actually explain very well in the book what happened uh, in The Last Jedi. But I, you, I don't know. Like that, and that's kind of one of my problems with prequels that's always kind of bugged me was that you know how it's going to end. You know, like, and even in the Darth Vader comics, we know no matter what happens, mm-hmm. Vader's going to get away. Vader's going to live because he's got to go kill Obi-Wan and he's got to tell Luke he's his father. All that kind of fun stuff. But Vader did it in a fun way where it was throwing new things at him. You're still learning how he became really this Dark Lord of the Sith because, you know, he was a dark, a dark Jedi, but, you know, and he obviously turned evil and killed younglings, that kind of stuff. But how did he get his red lightsaber, which is in a, a future book? And how did he, you know, come back from the Death Star blowing up and go from being the Emperor's butt boy to being his second command again? I mean, mm-hmm. those are questions you want answered that you you get. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, like, how did he figure out that Luke was his son kind of thing? Which is interesting and fun. This one, it's like, I don't think any of us really cared how Poe found the dude. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no investment there. And no. honestly, if I wanted to have, if I wanted to see a good Poe Dameron book I don't give a shit about that I want to go see the adventures he got on before he joined the resistance mm-hmm. well, the trouble he got into when he first did and he was still this, and he's still a rebellious pilot but when he was that you know badass pilot who didn't want to follow orders and because he you know as much as he's presented that way in the movies I mean this one he kind of does whatever Leia tells him to do I mean yeah he like, remember the one dude fires on the the uh, first order ship and he gets all pissed he's like I told you not to fire on him he's like well we had to like that's not the Poe Dameron we see in the movies mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem in line with his character so again it, just, it wasn't who we were introduced to in the movies and and maybe so was this all created 
before the movie came out. No, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I just looked it up while you guys were talking. So he yeah. was contacted. He was contracted to write Poe Dameron before it was it was released in 2015. But he only began working on it after he saw the film. Oh, interesting. Well, there goes my defense of him. So that. <laughs> so that. I was trying thing. to give him a solid right there. Yeah. No. He he only he began working on it after seeing the film. The series was announced in 2016, January of 2016. It was released in April 6th of 2016. Okay. Um, all right. And so the last... Well, not all your swings are hits. Yeah. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> it just felt... I mean, you guys say he wasn't like the same Poe in, in Force Awakens, but I feel like... Maybe po, he was. He wasn't well, as big of a... Actually, I felt it, it, fit, it fit his character. And the reason I say that is, for me, The Force Awakens is a New Hope redo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not as well. Yes, exactly. And so he is Han Solo, where he is, but not as, you know, Han Solo had a cockiness to him, but you didn't, everyone wanted to be him, not, mm-hmm. you didn't see yeah. him as cocky. I mean, you knew he was cocky, but it wasn't off-putting. I mean, even when It was endearing. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. And so him falling in love, even the whole piece with, you know, Leia being like, I love you, and him saying, I know, like, everyone loves it because you expect it from that character. Mm-hmm. This felt too in your face. This felt too, I want to be just like Han Solo, and I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to be awesome, and this is how I, you know, this is how you do it. It just felt too, I don't know. And then the whole thing, because, and then they try to build it up with the fact that Leia's like, well, you know why I gave you this, and this is why I want you on this, and it's going to be all about you. You, 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 and it's just like, um, okay. I I mean, I guess they're trying to show how cool he is before you get into the whole actual premise of Force Awakens, but it just, I don't know. It also felt just like two two rivals just, you know, having a pissing contest at this point. Mm-hmm. It was like Poe was like the cool one for the resistance and Ter- Agent Tarek Krex, whatever the fuck his name was, he was like the cool one because he used to be a stormtrooper and now he's not. And this was, you know, and, and it was all like because he took things into his own hands. It was all, I'm just like, I don't like anyone in this fucking series. Mm-hmm. And sure. the only thing I kept thinking was, who's the fucking mole? Like, <laughs> that's, and that's it, right? It's like, it right. felt like it felt there was a season of CSI Miami where the entire marketing of the sh- of this season was who's the mole because someone was letting people into what was going on before it happened and also the crap and it's just like all right so one of his five dudes is the person that's leaking shit so who is it and you don't find out I don't think in this series I was gonna say because honestly like my attention span was so far gone by the end that I was just so happy <laughs> it was over I don't remember if the mole was revealed I don't think it was but I honestly couldn't tell you I don't think it was Lana froze. It was mm. hot. Hot. It was hot. No, it was tag and bink. Fuck you. There we go. <laughs> hey, do not disparage tag. Bink. Fuck him. Tag's the man. <laughs> Your loyalty to Tag is uh, admirable, sir. Yeah, it should be. He's the man. Which was a better Star Wars comic book than this was. That's a that's a shame. That is a terrible, terrible shame. Isn't that true, Adam? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. No. How? What? This what? was still better than Deadpool Max, though. Fair. This that's was, fair. but Jack Pink was better than this. At least that one was fun to read. This was a slog. <laughs> the other one, hey, buddy. The other one, Tag <laughs> Pink. 
at least brought out strong emotion instead of ambivalence. Mm-hmm. No, and you have a point there because I've talked about this before with with movies that you know I'd rather and same thing with comics. And I, I think we've had we've proven that time and again. I'd rather have a comic that's amazing or good or a comic that's just god awful or bad than something like this that's kind of just eh. Because two months from now, when you're like, hey, what do you think of Poe Dameron? I'm like, oh, I read that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't remember it, and we'll never bring it up again on this podcast. But no, Bobo, Tag and Bink, Deadpool, Watchmen, Wicked and Divine, like those are ones right. we talk about all the time. We bring up uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You know, these these are things that we will always you know reference because it's like you know it, it's at the other end of the spectrum for the bell curve. Mm-hmm. And this right. one is just so mind numbingly average. I think that's actually a good way to describe it. It's it's just there, and I don't think it's it's not horrible. It's just it's missed opportunity. There was some cool things they could have done, and I've I've talked about some of the things I think that could have been done better. But yeah, it's just it's there. And is it too much of the corporate machine just being the machine? And see, I don't know because, or maybe Disney learned their lesson because with the Mandalorian, the reason why that Christmas they didn't or holiday season they didn't have any Baby Yoda toys was because they were so dead set on making sure no one knew what it was. They wouldn't allow them to create the toys until after the episode. Mm-hmm. So when everyone was scrambling for Baby Yoda merch, and it'll always be Baby Yoda. He's not Grogu. I don't care what you say. Uh, that's why it wasn't there. Was because mm-hmm. they were trying to keep that locked down. And a good example was Agents of Shield. Like the first season was meh because they couldn't do anything until after Winter Soldier came out and you had that big reveal that oh my god Shield's been Hydra all along and then the show could pick up and then I would say it really picked up after the first half of the second season when they brought the uh, the Inhumans in. But that did it well. And you'd think maybe hey here's Disney owns Marvel. You know Marvel we've learned from that. Let's go from here. And maybe it was the machine. I don't know. Uh, I, I do know that you know they're putting Kevin. Feige having some influence in the Star Wars universe is going to be a good thing because mm-hmm. you know. Well, see, not- I mean, Filoni seems to be growing influence in the Star Wars universe again, mm-hmm. and I see Dave Filoni as that as a good thing. So yeah, but it's so Sule. He has done Star Wars. He has done Darth Vader. He did Letter Forty Four. I like Letter Forty Four. He's doing Undiscovered Country with Scott Snyder. Yeah, so Willie excuse <laughs> good stuff. This was a uh, maybe it was just a mess. So and the art didn't say it either. So they were just both mediocre. So, but he does good stuff. It's not this time. Have, yeah. Not this time. And it's, I don't know how much time did he have before he had to turn it in? I don't, right. I'm not. And the thing of it is here, we keep trying to excuse the writer, but the art wasn't great. I mean, it was, it's serviceable. And that might be my review of this book. How is this book? Serviceable. serviceable. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars completionist, you'll get it. If you're not, don't. It's kind of like when you go to a barbecue restaurant and they give you that side of coleslaw. That's kind of just there and it's wet and lukewarm and you really don't like coleslaw mm-hmm. but you finish your right. barbecue and you're kind of hungry still so yeah you, you eat it you're not happy about it but it fills you up all right so which is worse stale coleslaw or a stale hush puppy so for me i would go with coleslaw because i don't like coleslaw all right well okay i mean I do like, still, hush puppy is still like i mean it's still fucking you know carb so like still tasty you know no because like so <laughs> i've ordered we've got uh, a local place that's that's a pretty decent it's r and r barbecue not the best, but they're pretty good. Yeah. And I remember when I was on COVID quarantine that I was doing DoorDash and all that kind of fun stuff more than I would plan to, but I had to. And I ordered from them, and they're literally a half mile from my house. Like I can walk there, mm-hmm. but I couldn't leave the house. So I don't know what happened, but <clears throat> I stopped. Using, I actually got a refund for the whole meal because I ordered Clark and I lunch one day, and mine came with the hush puppies. And by the time it got here, it took them over an hour to go 
go get it. Was it? We're just sitting on the counter. So I also will fault R and R Barbecue for this. That hey, this order's been here for an hour. No one's come to get it. We're just gonna let it go out the door. Shitty. You uh-huh. know, that's that's on them. And also, I don't know what the hell. Like the DoorDash person, like you can watch them on the map. Came and picked it up and then drove downtown and then came back. I don't know what the fucking problem was. But it got here and like yeah, the hush puppy was. I'd say it's beyond lukewarm at that point in time. And yes, I took one bite of it and I was like, no. It was just like there, there's no saving a cold hush puppy. But that being said, I don't <laughs> like coleslaw. I don't like coleslaw. Now I do like Asian slaw that you put like on like street tacos or something like that. That mm-hmm. I do enjoy. Okay. But for me though, I would go with the lukewarm hush puppy just for the simple fact that I don't like coleslaw. So you need the red cabbage and the good coleslaw. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And coleslaw yeah. on a pulled pork sandwich is still amazing. It is. It was on the side, which was better. I know, but that's the best way to have book. it though. Yeah. Okay. Well, Todd, what is your grade? C. Okay, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm just going with C minus. Like it's 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 that warm, nasty coleslaw you don't want to eat, but it's going to fill you up. So you want your Star Wars fix? But it hasn't been in the sun for two days. Just yeah. No, it's, you're not going to get sick <laughs> off of it. But at the end, you're going to be like, why did I eat that coleslaw? Yeah, this book can be like, why did I read this book? It wasn't. It was there, and it was Star Wars, and I like Star Wars, obviously. But I feel like I could have just watched a couple episodes of Rebels, or uh, I could have done something better with my time. Okay. So what did you think of Han Solo, Brian? Um, Han Solo. Hold on one second. Um, uh, okay. Um, I was going to see if Lana given us a grade since we lost. Uh, her grade was a C. Oh, great. We got that text message. So Lana's grade was a C. Um, Han Solo, Imperial Cadet, I would probably also sit that with a C. Um, All right. Like, it's mildly amusing. I've read it. I would never read it again. Um, I might recommend it to a diehard Star Wars fan who just really felt like they had to read it. But other than that, like, I guess it's also one of those things where you kind of had to love the Han Solo movie. And I did. I liked it okay. I thought that the actor. I enjoyed it well enough. Yeah. I thought the actor was given an impossible job. There's just no way to fucking win in that role because you're trying to create. You need to be a young Harrison Ford. Well, it's not even that, though. You're you're trying to be an iconic character before that iconic character becomes the iconic character. And these are the actions that lead this character to become the rogue and the, you know, miscreant that he is. Oh, and it was played by Harrison Ford. And it was played by Harrison Ford. So it's like one of those things where it's like, he just like I don't know man like it, there's just really no winning in that situation you know what I mean so one of my favorite Harrison Ford things I learned somewhat recently is there was this movie Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. yes I love that it, movie Harris, yeah fantastic film uh, Harrison Ford reprised his role and uh, Ryan Gosling does a bang up job well during the filming of the movie uh, Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling supposed to get into a fist fight and uh, while filming he accidentally really connects with Ryan Gosling's face and so the story after the fact that Ryan Gosling would tell is, so I'm sitting in my trailer just, you know, day, not dazed, but it's like, dude, Harrison Ford punched me. Isn't that cool? Harrison Ford shows up with a bottle of whiskey, opens it up, pours him a glass, gives it to him as the apology, and then he um, proceeds to take the rest of the bottle with him. And he says, aren't you going to leave the bottle? And his response was, I didn't hit you that hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and you you're just what? like, that's awesome. Yeah. It's that, like Bill Murray Ryan Gosling's like, dude, amazing. Love it. It's like Bill Murray showing up at your wedding and eating fries and saying no one will ever believe you and leaving. Yeah. That's right. And you're just like, that's just them and that's the greatness of it. Um, Elena had to step out, unfortunately, due to unfortunate circumstances with heavy, wet snow yeah. and power issues. But she also gives us a C. We, we said this. I said did this. Did we? Yes, we did. I drank a lot. I know you did. Uh, so we're I drink go- as much as I can being over 40. My heart doesn't <laughs> like it otherwise. Uh, we won't even get 
get into how, how yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, we, so, we, we know your story. I know. We're the geriatrics uh, here. We are the geriatrics. So, uh, next month is going to be Pride Month. Uh, so we have My Brother's Husband, which looks cute as hell. Uh, I started reading it. I really enjoy it. I'm like a halfway. So I don't know. I have the collection, the omnibus, so I don't know yeah. where it ends as far as volume one goes. So I'm about halfway through what I think is the first one, but mm-hmm. so far I'm really, really enjoying it. So I, I struck out three times trying to find a book, and this one seems cool. So Cool. Uh, then we're going to be doing, is it Fence or Fences? I think it's just Fence, right? Fence. Yeah, Fence. Uh, and then we're doing Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, uh, which is the new run that they just did. And then at the end of the month, uh, DC is uh, publishing a DC Pride anthology, and we are going to be reading that. Uh, so that will be our yeah. June. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for uh, suffering through Poe Dameron, gentlemen, and Lena, when you hear this later. Uh, and uh, we will see you all later. Bye. You're like longingly looking at that bottle of rye. Is that High West? Yeah, it's High West. It is. Ooh. It's the double rye. Is that the special one? So there's a new special one of Campfire you no. only get in Park City. I want that. No, no, no. My uh, budget for that is um, peeled back right now. Well, I want it. I'm not saying I'm going to get it. So. Yeah.